Hey everyone, welcome to Game of Power. Today we have a guest that has showcased some of the most outrageous uh, and inspiring and incredible scenes throughout New York City. He's the creator of Subway Creatures, What is New York, What New York Wears, and What New York Eats. Uh, his name is Rick McGuire. Rick, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, brother. <laughs> so, um... Tell me, like, what, what's been going on lately? Uh, what have you been working on? Which, what's been on your mind? Yeah. Um, so as of lately, you know, everything's very, you know, busy this time of year. Uh, you have a lot of brands and businesses that are kind of wrapping up the year, uh, you know, going into fourth quarter. Um, so what that also means is some, some people have a surplus in budget and they're like, hey, you know what? Let's... Uh, Let's try that thing out that we always wanted to do where we, we kind of use a, uh, a large social media account to push our product or push our brand. And, uh, I, you know, I'm usually on the uh, receiving end of that benefit. So uh, that's kind of the time, we, uh, time of year we're in right now. But also, you know, the holidays always kind of bring around uh, crazy times for, for everyone and everything. So we've been doing a lot of brand activations. Um, you know, some with movie companies, a lot of uh, music brands. Uh, I work with a lot of music labels, uh, a lot of artists. Uh, anyone who follows the accounts uh, may have seen that we've done stuff with uh, Ed Sheeran, uh, Hosier, uh, just to name a couple of the big ones, Kelly Clarkson. So, um, you know, there, there's no shortage of that. Um, it's just, you know, it's it's a huge benefit when you have a large account uh, and you have a large audience. Uh, people always want to get their their people or their brand or their product in front of you know that audience and especially when you're talking about new york yeah and i mean i feel like coming into the holiday season this is where new york really like separates itself from from everywhere else it glows everyone's traveling in so i'm sure you know when it comes to the content it just takes even more of a swing with uh christmas and and in the winter coming up yeah, it absolutely does. And, you know, the, the odd part is that as of this recording, you know, we're talking probably going right into the ha Halloween weekend. And I mean, it's like 80 degrees outside, you know, that makes a difference, too. You know, there's a lot yeah. of content that can't get shot and that rolls in right now. And, uh, you know, the, the weather, even though it's been weird, you know, I'll take it. It's been raining every other weekend before this, but, uh, you know, I'll take it. And that does make a difference uh, when it comes to filming stuff and, and working with uh, activations. So you talked about activations. You talked about working with different brands for, for your different accounts. Can you just kind of maybe give a little overview about, you know, some of the accounts and what the ethos is behind everything that you're building? Yeah, so I can, you know, I'll start with the OG, which is uh, Subway Creatures. You know, I started that one back in 2011. Uh, Instagram wasn't even around then. Um, it was it was originally a website. We did a Facebook page for it. And, uh, you know, Instagram was like the greatest thing that ever happened. You know, when that came around, uh, you know, that's where the, we were able to grow the biggest audience that I have. And, um, you know, that one, it, it's such a niche page. It has such a specific uh you know kind of background to it where everything happens in the subway by the way it doesn't have to be new york uh everyone thinks that it does it could be a subway anywhere but um it just happens to be new york because that's where you know that's where they call quote unquote the center of the universe it is is and that's where uh most of the the crazy stuff happens but uh 
because of the audience I was able to build for that platform and because of how unique the subway is, a lot of brands, companies, they want to they, they wanna do something down there just because it's, you know, it's starting to become a little cliche now, which I'm trying to fix that, you know, I'm trying to space things out. You know, there's only so many times you can go down there with uh, a celebrity or, or an artist and and make it yeah. unique um, because the unique part about it is the location where you are. But, um, you know, that that was the OG one. And then naturally I was able to kind of move things over to every to New York outside the subway, which is where what is New York comes into play. And to be honest, I always say that that account has, you know, a higher ceiling because, uh, you know, you're not limited to the subway. You're you're out in the streets in New York. And it honestly, it could be anything that's really going on. And, uh, you know, I, I have that as a as a leverage to work with that account. And then you have the food account and then you have the fashion account, which also have their kind of, you know, niche sections. But one thing that you've been able to replicate multiple times over and over again is a brand. And you, you know, I've done it through a media aspect of things, but, you know, people build all types of brands and businesses that sell a lot of different, you know, things. And so I was curious to know from you, like, what is your definition of brand? How do you internalize that? And how do you like kind of put that out in a, in a feel and a look type of aspect? Yeah. And, and that's actually a really good question. Um, especially with what you have going on. Um, so quick story when, when I was younger, uh, you know, we would grow up, uh, with, uh, world hip hop, world star hip hop. And we would, you know, that's the site you'd always go to. You'd always check out, uh, you know, what, what's going on in that site. And uh, if you remember, if you ever saw it, you know, that's the site where people would always, you know, scream out in the videos, yo, world star, world star. And I would always, you know, think I was like, man, I, it would, it would really be like the best thing ever. If when people are recording videos, you know, they're yelling out like subway creatures, what is New York? And that, you know, that from a branding standpoint, that's when you kind of know, you know, people are actually yelling out your name. People you don't know or are affiliated with are yelling out your name in, in videos. And I wouldn't say that it got to like the world star point where people, you know, there's like a fight and like people are yelling it out. <laughs> However, there's been multiple times. Uh, and, and again, it's just a, it's, it's a really great feeling, but people will be recording something. And in the background, you hear someone going, oh, my God, you have to send this to Subway Creatures or, oh, my God, you have to send this to What is New York? And, you know, that's a really, like, proud moment for me when when I do hear that, because I don't know who these people are. But their first thought while they're recording something is I can't wait to send this to this page. And, you know, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's a really great feeling. Um, and, you know, I always try to, like, use those clips because from a branding standpoint, you know, when you post that video – if someone else comes along and reposts that video, now you have the audio kind of burned into it where someone's saying, I want to send this to Subway Creatures. So, you know, from a branding standpoint, that's great. I currently have a deal, uh, which is 100% nonprofit uh, based around exactly that philosophy, that, it, that it's just a branding move. Um, I work with Curb, which is basically the Uber for the yellow cabs in New York City. Yeah. What we do is... Uh, if you get into a cab, one of the first things you'll see is Subway Creatures or What is New York. And we have my host on there. And he basically pops up over a viral video. He'll give some commentary on it. It's only a 30-second spot. 
But the, the main thing for me, you know, again, we're not making money off of that or we're not paying any money either. But what we're doing is now people are affiliating my brand in New York City Yellow Caps. And, you know, that is super important, too. It's just another place where, uh, you know, your brand can reach uh, on a media standpoint and it can reach an audience, which is mainly going to be New Yorkers. Um, and even if it's not, that's even better. You know, you're reaching people who may not even know your pages. But yeah. again, what it's doing is subliminally putting that name in their head. So even though they may not be paying attention, they're going to see my logo. They'll hear the names. And at some point or another, if they hear that name again, they go, why do I know that name? Oh, my God, that was in the cab when I was going to the airport. Or, oh, you know, I came across that account. It got recommended on Instagram or whatever the platform may be. So uh, branding is super, super important for, you know, for any company. But there's obviously different ways to go about it. Mine's a little more guerrilla, you know, style. Um, but it, it's it's also like feet on the ground kind of uh, branding where, you know, it's, it's word of mouth a lot of the time. Uh, you know, I also work with uh, media outlets a lot of the time. So what I mean by that is, you know, let's take, for example, uh, you know, we had that really bad rainstorm a couple of weeks ago where there was really bad flooding in New York. Um, yep. You know, everyone submits videos to me, you know, and what we do um, from a business perspective, we take over the rights to those videos and we manage the rights to those videos. So let's yeah. say, let's say you send us a video of something that you captured. You're on the bus. The bus is trying to drive through flooded water. And all of a sudden the water starts pouring on the bus. You're taking that video. You send it into me. What we do is we take over the rights. We manage them. We send those videos out. Um, and if there's any news broadcast, if there's any kind of, uh, you know, shows like ridiculousness or documentaries that may be talking about something that's relevant to, that happens in the video, you know, they'll have to pay us for the video. What we do is we turn around and we pay you 50% of any proceeds we make off of that video. And that also goes in perpetuity, which means as long as that video exists, you're always going to be making money from anything that we sell. So it's an incentive for you to continue to to send in where otherwise of it's a video that you may not, it may not ever see the light of day. No one would yeah. see it other than you. So it kind of everyone wins, but where I was going from the branding standpoint is then what happens is the, you know, let's say CBS news, ABC news, NBC, they'll reach out and say, Hey, you know, we're doing a package on tonight's five o'clock news. Uh, we want to highlight uh, some of the flooding that happened in the city. We want to use your videos. Now, when that video pops up on the screen, it's going to say courtesy, what is New York, courtesy Subway Creatures. So now your brand is reaching, you know, a, again, another demographic or another audience that, again, may not see it. So now, if you're a New Yorker, you're now seeing my brand on the news. You're seeing it in cabs. You're seeing it on social media. So, you know, branding – like you mentioned, it, it comes in many different ways. But for me, from a social media perspective and as a social media company and a digital media brand, it's it's a little different and you got to kind of get creative with how you get it out there. But uh, that's those are some of the most effective ways that I've I've found, uh, you know, it, it's effective and it works getting my my name out there. That is incredible. There's there's a few parts of it that I want to dive into. The the first part is 
you know, you talked about the first part has to do with the naming because you talked about, you know, subway creatures. You were getting a lot of videos that you felt like weren't necessarily in the subway. So you wanted to create a new brand around that. And then you kind of have replicated that that process multiple times. So for you, it seems like you have a very clear do's or don'ts when it comes to a specific brand. So I guess, how do you process that? How do you protect your brand? Or maybe what are some of the do's and don'ts that go through your mind when it comes to, is this on brand or is this off brand? For sure. Um, So let me just start with the name. So the name Subway Creatures, I, when I was coming up with the idea for this account, uh, again, way back, there was, there was no other accounts like it. I always thought, and again, this might be a little archaic for your audience, but there used to be a time on television where there was a TV guide and you would go through and it would just tell you what's playing on every, every station. And what, what happened was, you know, whenever I was on it, I would always scroll through and even whether I knew what it was or not, I would kind of always find myself clicking on the things that seemed the most interesting. What's the name that kind of stood out to me? And I always remember thinking like, what's a name that would be on that TV guide where I would be like, I got to stop and I got to look at what is, what is that show? What is happening on that station? Like, and then I was like, bam, subway creatures kind of came to me naturally. And I was like, wow, that's the name that if I was going through TV guide, I would be like, this is absolutely uh, something that I need to uh, click on. So that was, that was part of what goes behind the name. Now, negatives to that. Uh, You're talking about a name called Subway Creatures. Now there's a lot of brands that may not want to be affiliated with a brand name that's called Subway Creatures. I've had that work against me in the past. Uh, There are some companies that don't, you know, they, they just don't ignore the numbers. And they're like, we don't really care what the brand's called. People love it. And it gets a lot of views. That's all we care about. There are other companies that are like branding and and name titles mean a lot for us. You know, we are, you know, a food company. We don't necessarily want to be affiliated with a thing called creatures, which could involve rats, could involve, you know, any kind of weird animals that you find in Subway. Like, you know, it may not click for them. So, you know, that's understandable. Um, but as far as working with brands, you know, that's, that's, now that's a brand coming to me and, and what, how they may view my brand. Now, when I'm looking at these brands, what I'm coming from my perspective is it has to be something I hate to use the uh, the term and the definition, but it has to be on brand for my account, which means yeah. we're not going to post advertising of like a Viagra commercial of a guy running through a field, you know, you know, it just makes no sense. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. Every once in a while, there are brands that come along with these massive budgets where you're like, oh, you know, maybe we can make something work. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I have to stay true to what I started out to do. And, you know, you obviously need to, you know, pay rent every month. So you, you got to find branding deals here and there. You got to find revenue streams. And, and, you know, there are some brands that are either very New York or very on brand with the subway or the page. What is New York? You know, something that's very relatable to everyone. So that, you know, you have a lot of these brands like uh, Open Igloo, who I work with, who is basically a Yelp review for tenants and they get to rate their landlords. So if you're moving into a building, you get to 
read about all these reviews about the landlord. So, hey, is this a good landlord? Is this a bad landlord? You know, what are some of the problems these people incurred while they were living there? That's perfect for what is New York. Yeah, or, of course. Uh, you know, there's a there's a lottery company I work with, Jack Pocket, you know. Um, it, it's just right on brand, you know, because what they want to do is they want to be able to use the content that we post anyway and say, you know, maybe we'll say something in a caption that says, like, New Yorkers need a vacation, you know, to afford that vacation. Let's play the lottery and win the lottery and we'll get, we'll go away, you know. And then maybe what I'll do is I'll post a carousel on Instagram of New Yorkers just having a tough go at it, you know. A car driving on a flat tire, maybe a car getting towed, uh, you know, someone on the sidewalk and, you know, a puddle splashes, a car splashes water on them, you know, just people kind of in a stressed out environment that might work for something like that, <laughs> you know, and then and then we have our bigger, you know, the, the partnership I was mentioning before, which is Curb, you're working with the, the, the cab company in New York, what's more iconic in New York than the yellow cabs. So, you know, you find things like that, that, you know, are, are relatable to people that really resonate. Um, and what's going to happen is that's also it's everyone wins. Like I said before, what, what's going to happen is that's going to work to your advantage. The, the brand or the company wins because now they have people who are engaging on content that is seeing their name in front of it. Um, and, and, you know, mainly the viewer wins because, you know, yeah, there, it, it may be a brand partnership. It may be some kind of activation. But the viewer, they're still getting quality content because it's coming from a brand that they trust. And it's also relatable stuff that, you know, even though it, it's an advertisement, they may still want to send it to their friend because there's something funny happening in the video or something very engaging. So, you know, it, it, it there's a lot of the time that these these kind of brand activations kind of slide off the radar a little bit. So I'm losing you again. Yeah, yeah, just real quick, but I think you got that that whole answer through, and I, I heard everything you said. Um, before we kind of dive deeper into the backstory of everything, you talked about how, you know, you you process ads throughout the integrity of the rest of your page, and it seems like, you know, you're someone that would be very particular about how ads come across so that you don't feel too salesy or you don't feel like you're trying to to really like pitch someone more so than just continue to entertain people along your content and put products into uh, the marketplace within the video. Kind of talk to me about, you know, coming from the advertiser side, which is kind of where you are, that's working with the brands and, and hosting that on your platform. How do you view like the the TikTokification or the um the the entertainment or the the world that advertising is now uh, compared to what it's been you know before you before Instagram before social media uh, back when it was more like advertising is really just on TV like I'm straight selling you type 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 of deal. Right. So I was fortunate enough to actually kind of grow up before social media. I am so glad there was no social media when I was in high school. Um, but that being said, um, that was the original advertising model where it was just pretty much uh, commercials during a, during a show, during a sports event. Uh, there really wasn't, um, there was digital media ads, but it was pretty straightforward. But, you know, then you had to be so creative as an advertising agency because 
you didn't necessarily know who your audience was or who you were reaching out to. It could be a wide array of people. Um, the advantage that they kind of have now is now they can go to these brands that have a very tar specifically targeted audience um, or market. Um, and the better part for them is that half the time they don't even have to come up with the creative. All they have to do is say, here's our brand or product. And, you know, what we want to do is make sure that it is in your voice. That's super important because if it's not in your voice, it's going to come off very adsy, very promotion, and uh, it's not going to be effective. So what they want to do is make this seem like it's a, it's native to your account and that it's a natural post that you would put up either way. And that's where I love having my creative freedom. I have a television background prior to doing this full time. And the one, the one thing that's uh, a non-negotiable is – you know, I need to have creative control when I'm working with a lot of these agencies because and they're totally fine with that because, you know, that that means that it's, you know, the tone and voice is going to be what it it's going to be consistent with what it usually is on the page. And uh, they're open to that. They may have a couple of, um, you know, pointers here and there like, hey, here's what we want to include. Make sure you include this and this and this. Also mention this uh, if you can. Let's stay away from that. And uh, that's fine. I have, a, I have a couple parameters that I can work around. But for the most part, uh, you know, they're like, throw one or two scenarios at us and we'll pick what we like most. And, uh, I, and we can rally behind that. Um, the way it used to be, you know, it wasn't like that. It was like, you're seeing what you see and that's, you have no choice. And, you know, yeah, it's also who knows who's seeing it. You know, it's just I think now it's a little more targeted. It's a little more, you know, with the data that they have from from every platform nowadays. Um, you know, you can you can listen. How many times has it happened to any of us where you're talking about something and all of a sudden you go on social media and there's an ad exactly what you were talking about yep. on it? It's it's wild what they can do these days with technology and. You know, yeah, it's pretty invasive if you ask me, but, um, you know, that just shows how far we've come in that advertising world and how, you know, specific they can really get uh, with the way that they go about the whole process. Um, and again, it's not necessarily for the worst, um, but it also helps, you know, accounts like mine where I can make sure that things stay you know, right on brand with what I, I want them to as far as the account goes, but also they win as well because now their product or their person or whoever it is, is, you know, still getting the attention that, that they wanted on the page. That's very interesting. And so you talked about kind of, you're at a point now where you have multiple pages that are, that are booming, honestly. Um, I'm sure you have, you know, a lot of people on your team that help you run and upkeep these pages was that the vision the whole time? Like, how did this start? Did you start knowing that you were going to have this huge platform that you were going to sell ads to? Did you have that business model in mind already with the even just licensing stuff uh, that people have sent you? Or was this all just, you know, something that you've learned as time goes on? Kind of take me to the beginning and like what you thought when you first decided, okay, like this Subway Creatures thing, like maybe, maybe I should pursue that idea. Yeah, I honestly wish I could say that, you know, 
I had a business model and this was all intentional, but that would just be a bold faced lie. Um, I, I started this honestly as just a hobby on the side. I thought it was hilarious. The things that I was seeing in the, uh, in the subway commuting to work every day. Um, you know, I, to gain followers, uh, I did in the beginning, uh, again, I mentioned the term guerrilla style. Uh, I was just, I, I would go to, I would follow all my friends and family. Then I would go and follow all of their friends and family. Then I, and you, you start going deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. And what ended up happening is then, you know, naturally people follow you back, especially when you have an account called Subway Creatures. They're like, what the hell is this? Um, but that's, that's how it got off to the start that it did. And I was like, wow, you know, this is great because I can go out and I can film stuff. And now there's an audience and people are commenting. But then what started happening is next thing you know, people are sending me content. And I'm like, this is wild. I was never really anticipating this being the thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, now it gets up into the thousands of followers. And now all of a sudden you have people who work for media outlets who are following you and they're, they're seeing the stuff that you're posting. And they're like, let's, let's get um, this video on the news. And now all of a sudden now subway creatures is on the news and you know, it says subway creatures on the video. And, you know, I think the tipping point came in maybe it was like 2016 and uh, the New York post, I think it was, did a story uh, on the account and I wound up uh, doing so well digitally that they were like, tomorrow we're actually going to do a, a full page spread in the paper, the physical paper. Okay. And, uh, you know, I had a friend at the time who, uh, you know, they cut that out and framed it for me, which I still have to this day hanging, hanging in my room at my parents' house. And uh, it, that's because that was kind of what jumpstart, jumpstarted everything for me. And uh, it, so long story short, it was not intentional. I wish I could say that it was, but, you know, I started learning along the way, you know, that back at that time, there was no book written on how to, how to monetize a social media account. You know, now you're talking about kids who are majoring in social media in college and taking courses specifically for that. Um, I didn't have that luxury. So I was kind of, uh, you know, writing that book as I was going along, like learning through the trials and tribulations of, uh, you know, social media, what works, what doesn't work, what's effective, uh, what should we really stay away from? Uh, oh, oh no, the account got suspended because we're spamming. All right, let's stop doing that now. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're going through everything just by trial and error. And, um, it, in a way it, it really helped, you know, because there's no, there was no cheat codes really. It, it was, it was what works, what doesn't work. It was networking. It was, oh my God, meeting people in person and like, going to events. Hey, how you doing? You know, here's what I do. Oh my God. That's so interesting. Here's what I do. Let's stay in touch. Maybe there's a way we can work together. You know, very old school, uh, ground on the feet approach to that and, uh, or feet on the ground approach to that. And that was, um, you know, not only a learning lesson, but it honestly, I know it sounds cliche to say, but it like shaped me as the person that I am, you know, you can just walk into a room and start shaking hands and meeting people. And there's such a benefit to doing that. And I feel like a lot of that's missing these days. You know, everything's always done through the phone and uh, I'm still a face-to-face -face kind of person who, uh, I know it sounds old school, but uh, that's what I find is most effective when it comes to, yeah, yeah. Networking and, and branding and getting your name out there. So 
tell me this. When did you, you know, run in this Subway Creatures account? Because this, it sounds, it, it was over 10 years, so it's probably, like, around 12 or 13 years, if I'm, if I'm correct. When did you, like, was there a video or was there a time where you were like, man, this might be a hit. Like, this might, this thing I'm doing as a hobby might actually be a, be a hit that, that a lot of people like. Yeah, in the, in the beginning, there was, um, there was a video which now is iconic. Uh, it was Pizza Rat. It was a video of a rat uh, carrying pizza down the stairs of a subway, um, which later, found, later we found out was actually a staged uh, like viral video. Um, there, believe it or not, there was someone who had trained a rat to do that. And uh, not only did they take full credit, but they actually showed how they did everything, um, which is a whole nother topic. But uh, that was the video in the beginning that I remember posting that on Subway Creatures and the news was reposting it and all the meme accounts were reposting it. And, you know, they were giving credit to me uh, when it happened. And uh, I'm not saying, you know, I, I was the one who discovered Pizza Rat, but I was definitely one of the the first big accounts that came across that video and reposted it. And, uh, you know, that really things took off after that. Um, again, because it came back to branding, people would see the account name, they would see the video first, and then they would see the account name and they'd be like subway creatures. What is this? I have to see what this is. Go on the page, start scrolling. And they're like, Oh my God, look at the content on this page. And next thing you know, follow, follow, then they're sharing it with people. So it, it came back to that. But, um, yeah, again, that That's was so cool. that was the tipping point as well as the New York Post article. And after that, um, it was kind of it, you talk about the snowball effect. It really took off after that. That's hilarious. And so, tell me, like, it's easy to connect the dots looking back. It's hard to connect the dots looking forward. Was there a time in your past before you started the page that would have made sense for why you would have started this? basically entire media empire. I know you talked a little bit about being in television, but like, it yep. was that it or what, how did like, what made sense? How, how does this, like, how does this all piece together for you? Yeah. So it was a little bit of everything. Um, so, I mean, even in college I was, I'm a, I'm a huge people watcher, you know, like to the point where it's almost, it's almost a negative, you know, I'll, I could be on a date and my day could be talking to me and I'll be looking over her shoulder and I'll be trying to focus on what's happening all around her. Like, you know, it's like, it, it, it happens. But, um, I'm, I, I just, I always have been fascinated on why people do what they do, what makes them feel that way, what motivates them. Um, I, I'm obsessed with it to the point where I was also, you know, even like a, I was, I started as a sociology major in college just to, to, learn more about this stuff. Uh, and uh, all of that being said, now you enter the television side of things, which is the show I was working on at the time was called World's Dumbest. And each episode was different. It was like World's Dumbest Partiers, World's Dumbest Criminals, World's Dumbest Drivers. But what you're dealing with is viral content. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're pulling these videos off of YouTube and then we're, we're producing these full packages that have comedians popping up over the footage, giving a lot of funny, funny commentary um, that overlapped a lot with what I'm doing, because ultimately what I'm doing now is dealing with vir viral videos, but also what what makes for a good viral video and what, you know, what makes one video better than another. And so I did have that eye already. So now you take the people watching thing, 
me having a good eye for viral videos. And I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always been looking for ways to make money. Um, you know, I had a cash register growing up when I was a little kid, like a legit one. And I would just find ways to make money just so I could use it. Uh, I just liked the sound of it opening, the cha-ching. Um, you know, I was destined to be my own boss and, and you know, pave my own way. And I, I like to think, even though I didn't set out to do that with what I'm doing right now, uh, here we are. And I've, I've taken the steps that I've, have to, I've had to to get here. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I've been, I made a post the other day that said, like, everything that you've ever done leads to what you're going to create. And so you're exactly where you need to be. Just live your life, document like your story and and uh, document your journey and tell your story and you know you'll you are the content you know what i mean you are the content you're living the content right now and like even for me in my life like i started my first fashion brand in the dmv when i was 16 as i was playing basketball and i never knew i would continue to do that but once i was in nyu i ran a fashion marketplace showing a bunch of designers in the city and next thing i know i was manufacturing clothes for other designers i was trying to you know build brands in the background and so like by the time it came to me going to vegas for my 21st birthday and having a idea in the club like i need a versatile dress shirt like i need something i can wear in here in the club or out at work as well like what what can i do with that and i was like man i've been working in fashion for the last seven years like i could just create this myself and so it's like every single thing you've ever done no matter if you're on a business school path or if you're in Vegas or if you're playing basketball back at home, like everything kind of connects, all of the dots connect. So it's very interesting hearing your story because it seems like, of course it would make sense. You're working on world's dumbest in in the TV industry and this is what you're, so it's like, it, it's, it's cool how everything goes and like, that's really what entrepreneurship is. It's kind of, it's not always about, you know, figuring out having this grand vision for how you're going to get there. It's more so just like attacking what's in front of you right now. And next thing you know, you stumble forward into multiple different avenues. Absolutely. And I mean, even, even more power to you, cause you know, you're in a very competitive space and uh, you know, not only that you're in that space being in New York city is, you know, some, some call it the fashion capital of the world, but it's just, you know, that's more power to, was that your aha moment? the uh vegas with the, for the shirts for the shirts yeah that's when i got the idea for sure like i was in vegas i you have to kind of dress up to get into the clubs there so i was like putting on my dress shirts and i'm sitting here like these just aren't like club like they're too formal they're not comfortable like you can't really move in them so i like was like all right i'm gonna create like a comfortable like kind of oversized like casual dress shirt you could wear to work on a sales call or to the game, to the, to the date, to the, you know, to the event. So yeah, that was exactly like what I stumbled into. And I never thought I would end up pursuing that idea, but like one night in a Pakistan in the MGM, that's where, you know, my life changed, I guess. Yeah. And you know, not to sound cliche or like one of these like motivational YouTube channels, but you know, it, what does make a difference is, you know, the, the motivation behind people, um, anyone can have their aha moment. Um, it, it's also about, you know, execution and, you know, sticking with it, consistency. Um, you know, so many people I've seen, especially nowadays, get discouraged so fast. Um, you know, there's been people I've even worked with who, you know, they, 
they want to be influencers. They want to be in front of the camera. And the second they post a video, you know, they think it's going to get a thousand views. And that may not be the case. You, you know, um, it, it may take a full year of consistent videos before you finally get to a place where it's taking off or that it's actually getting attention. But, you know, you, you don't even know what it may be. Sometimes I was talking to someone last night and they were talking about how, you know, they've had videos that, you know, get certain engagement here and there. But um, then all of a sudden they realized like overnight uh, the, the following just skyrocketed. And then they looked back and it was a video that they had four years prior that just had a, you know, a few thousand views on it. Um, I don't know if uh, someone picked it up or if it wound up on Reddit or you, it, it wound up taking off. And this person blew up overnight from a video that happened four years ago. And it's the consistency, you know, they didn't quit back four years ago when they were just getting a couple of views. So I've worked with a lot of people who have quit, you know, after, you know, a month or two, they're like, you know, I'm putting so much effort and so much work into this and I'm not getting anything back in return. And, you know, the one, the first thing I always say to them is like, you, you're just, you got to stick with it. Like, it's not, you know, they, Rome was not built overnight and it's like, you know, you, you have to stick with it and you just don't know when that next break's going to come or, or, you know, when that video is going to blow up for my industry. Um, you know, so it, it's different for everyone, but you have to be a special kind of person to, to execute and actually follow it through and stick with it and be consistent with it. Um, you know, anyone can have that aha moment, but it seems like, you know, that's, that's again, one of the things I don't say yes to everyone when it comes to podcasts, not that I'm getting asked on a daily basis, but I do, I, I do get asked a lot. And, um, you know, I, the, the one thing that I remember when I checked out about you is that you do have that consistency. And there was a lot of, uh, myself that I saw in what you were doing. And I'm like, you know, the fact that this dude is like, even, you know, he's, he's just going out and doing it. And that alone takes guts and, and, and takes balls to do. And some people don't even want to do that. So, you know, you know, I hope you stick with it as well. I appreciate and that. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's like, uh, there's definitely a drive that has to be within that person. Um, or else, you know, I'm not going to say you're not going to succeed, but you're going to have a, a harder time doing so. Thank you, man. And yeah, I, I call this the practice shirt because that's what this is all about. And it's like, you're not as good. And for me, the reason why I really like started this and created a whole brand around this concept was because I realized like I'm not as good as I need to be to get to where I wanted to go. And that's okay because it gives me time to learn and grow. And so you know, it's like you start that business in college and you think you're going to be the next dorm room success, but like you are not entitled to a successful business. And so once you learn that in the beginning, you are going to be bad at business. And there's other dudes that have been in business and other women that have been in business way longer than you that have way more skills and way more capabilities than you. And you just started out. And so for me to think, that on my first or second business, I'm on like my fifth business by now, but like on my first or second business as a 19 year old in an NYU dorm, that things are going to come easy. It was an eye opener and you get humbled and it's after failure, after failure to keep coming back and keep pivoting and trying new things, you eventually keep moving forward and you actually are progressing because you're picking up skills that you had 
in in those other failures that have come you've learned from those you built skills you've continued to develop and it's like you keep building up that capability so that you know the way i look at it when your name is called when your number is called you're a more capable player you know and so that's kind of how i i process things and so i try to tell a message to you know your other entrepreneurs younger entrepreneurs that like hey like we don't we don't get shortcuts and we don't want shortcuts you know we we want to put in the the time that it takes to develop a skill and develop a craft and actually get better at something just like how you practice in basketball you practice in business and you eventually will just get better by playing and staying up so it's uh it's genuinely what I what I truly believe in yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, not to sound cliche, but, you, you know, failure is so important with, you know, being an entrepreneur. And, and if you're starting your own business, um, you have to know how to deal with certain circumstances when they come. And if you're constantly succeeding and, you know, you mentioned an entitlement, which I'm, I'm glad you did, because, you know, again, not to sound old, but, uh, you know, the generation, you know, coming in now, I feel like I'm not saying you because you're obviously doing your own thing, but. They, they're looking for handouts, it, it feels like. And everyone wants instant gratification, instant, instant success, and that's just not what I'm used to. But you need the failures of life too. You know, you mentioned basketball, right? You have a team who's undefeated, who's just crushing everyone, you know, and then they get to the championship and all of a sudden they're losing. They have no idea how to face that as a team because they've never been in that situation before. And then they end up losing the championship because they've, they haven't faced adversity or any kind of failure. Yeah. That goes for business as well. You know, you keep succeeding, you know, you become a little spoiled. You're like, everything's great. You know, great for you if that's the case, but you know, I'm more envious of the person who is succeeding after failure because they've encountered what it takes to get to where they are with roadblocks in the way. That's super, super important. Yeah, and Harmozi always says, like, you are the output of the work. And so, like, all the all that time has built you as a character. And so it's really about, and, and that's the biggest thing for me, like, when I graduated from, New, from NYU, it was like, it's not about going to all these classes and what you learned in class and, and, and the actual school part of it, but it's about the person that you've become on the journey in the last four years. And so... I, that that all means a lot to me. Tell me, tell me this. Um, when did you notice that? Like, when did you start turning it from subway creatures from like a from a hobby to a business? Like, when did that kind of start going? Talked about maybe your your first few brand deals or when you thought, okay, now I need to start treating this more like a business because I can make money from this and I can you know grow in that type of way. When when did that open up? Yeah. So as I mentioned, I was uh, working in television. Uh, I had about uh, 11, 12 years of television background. And then 2018 um, was when I had to start making decisions. I was like, I was trying to do my, I was trying to work in television at the same time, run my own business. And it just was not working. So uh, when one of the shows I was working on came to an end, uh, I was, I was, that was the point. I'm like, all right, if we're going to do this, we got to do this now, which is horrifying. It's very scary. You're like, how am I, I, I don't have ad revenue streams set up right now. Like, how am I going to be paying rent? Um, but I knew I couldn't do both. And I wanted to take on Subway Creatures as a full-time business. I had just launched What is New York. Uh, and what was important at that time while I was pivoting 
I was posting pretty much anything on the pages. Um, but what I was realizing was I really need to be conscious of what I'm putting up. A, because there's uh, a responsibility when you have a platform that big. But yeah. also, you need to do what we call brand safe. You need to make it so brands want to work with you. If you're posting controversial content or stuff like, for instance, the world star of the world stars of the world where, you know, they're mainly posting, um, you know, really graphic fights or like movie uh, music videos where like, you know, girls are half naked. You're you're crossing off more than half of the list of potential people who want to advertise with you. So and I'm not saying that this needed to be some kind of like, you know, elementary school content style page, but, you know, let's, let's stay away from fights. Let's stay away from exploiting homeless people. You know, there was that whole thing where I wasn't looking at the humanistic side of this. And, you know, that was when things really like, I'm like, Oh man, like I feel disgusting that I've been doing this. And, you know, from a business perspective, it makes sense, but more so just from a, a human standpoint, I'm like, this is like, what are, what are we doing? So you notice now, like a lot of the time, what I try to do is I try to post things where either people are intentionally trying to bring attention to themselves or, uh, you know, sometimes we blur faces out or put emojis over their faces, you know, because, you know, we want people, we don't want people to laugh at people. We want people to laugh together at, at yeah. a situation, at a scenario we're not sitting there pointing, laughing at someone because they're in an unfortunate, you know, position or situation. Um, and, and also, you know, you don't want to exploit children. You know, if stay away from kids, stay away from um, any kind of situation where an advertiser might cringe. I know yeah. it's hard to say these days because, you know, we just went through the big cancellation of 2020 where basically everyone got canceled for anything they did. But, you know, I think, everyone's kind of starting to come around, you know, when, when things just got over so oversensitive that people are like, all right, let's pull back the reins a little bit. I'm not saying we're fully there yet, but it definitely feels like we're kind of going in that direction again. But, you know, there is, if, if you want to run, if you want to treat it as a business, I've talked to a lot of people in the industry and a lot of people are like, I need to stay true to what I believe in and what I'm like, that's fine. But then don't come to me and ask me for business advice because you asked me for business advice. And I'm telling you, uh, you know, setting up staged fights, even though they're not real and you're doing it for clicks on, on social media, you're still like we're living in a time right now where people don't necessarily want to see this negativity. I get it. It's a fake staged fight that you're doing on the subway. But Brands are going to see that and man, they're going to be out the doors so fast. Yeah. Um, but Hey, if you wanted to stay true to what, you know, how, what you feel is good content, good for you. But, well, you know, it's interesting that you're saying a lot of people think that when you're an entrepreneur, you're just completely your own boss, but that's not true. Like yeah. I, my customers are my boss. You know, anyone mm -hmm. buying my dress shirts are, are my boss. Yeah. I, I answer to them. I work for them. If you run an agency, you work for your clients. If you, you work for your, your advertisers. So it's like, there are people that you have to answer to. Like, as much as you might just be like, yo, I work, I want to work for myself. Like the biggest misconceptions are like, 
I want to just work for myself. And the second one is, well, I don't want to, like, work a nine to five. So I hopefully can, like, work less. Like, like you, like you, you don't yeah. work less, you work more. So it's like those yeah. two things, I think, like, people have to know, like, that's very serious. You, you do have a boss. You, you do have someone that you need to answer to. And the rule of thumb is whoever's giving you the money is that person. Yeah, I mean, look, look, that's that's how um, you know, that's how a lot of people were getting canceled in the past, you know? They all thought, "Oh, I'm my own boss. I don't I don't report to anyone." But then all of a sudden, you know, where's your money coming from? Uh, it's coming from your your merchandise. It's coming from the brand partnerships you have, and you want to sit there and talk about controversial shit? That's fine. But guess what? All of a sudden the brands are going to start backing out. Uh People may or may not stop buying your merchandise. And yeah, you're your own boss, but you know, you also better start finding new ways to make money because as soon as those people are out the door, um, you know, I, 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 it's a, it's a extreme example, but you know, you go talk to Bud Light, you know, they might've thought they were their own boss and, uh, you know, I'm not saying they got canceled, but look at what happened. People backed out real quick on them. And I'm not taking a side. That's the other thing. I don't take sides in anything like that. But um, you can't ignore what happened. I mean, their their sales just dropped off. Yeah. And I'm not saying who's in the right or who's in the wrong in any situation at all. But I'm just saying people people can motivate and people can can make a difference when they start doing stuff. You even look at all the other brands who had to change uh, mascots or change logos or change their yep. names. That was based on their boss, like you were saying, people. So, you know, regardless of whether you think that, you know, you're your own boss, like you said, I mean, you could, you could definitely say that and look in the mirror and say that, but, um, you know, there's a lot of people who are, are technically paying your bills for you who may say otherwise. So you have multiple niche pages that have millions of followers. Can you just kind of dive into the business model of a media company um maybe even like for influencers that are out there trying to figure out how they can you know build a business around their following just like you kind of take us through the the business model of media yeah yeah i'll try to you know as as quickly as possible you know it's a little different for me because again i have this licensing model that everything's based around uh, that that has been been a big part of my business uh, model is is the fact that I have a licensing company that backs me, uh, so we were were able to manage and have this massive archive of all these videos. Um, that's a big part of it for me. But then come the brand partnerships. So what's interesting about what I do is that I am not face forward for my brand. People don't actually know who I am, and that's completely intentional. I don't. You know, I, even though I do have my name in the bio for all the pages, that is also, to, you know, I, it's not a, it's not a paying homage, to, homage to myself. You know, what I'm doing there, and I felt was very responsible uh, and important to do. So I have a lot of people who are quote unquote hosts or contributors for my page. Now, what happens is because no one knows who I am, even though I am the creator of all these brands. These people kind of step in and act as the face of those brands. So if there's anything that involves being on camera or any kind of thing that we need to shoot, um, these people step in and they're, they're kind of the face for it. 
what was what ended up happening was that people thought that they were the ones who running the page when on the back end of things it's me running the page so they're the ones even though they're getting credited for the success of the pages anytime there's something posted that people may not like or what someone may find controversial or you know they run immediately to these people and they're like what are you doing with this page and they're like i don't have anything to do with like i'm the face of the page but i didn't post that post i didn't make that caption i didn't do that and i realized you know these people ferris marco ari you know they're all taking the brunt of what i'm doing and you know that that just wasn't really fair to them so i'm like you know what's you know what i'll do I'm going to put in the bio that, hey, the page is created and run by Rick McGuire, and the host is Ferris, the host is Ari, the host is Marco. Um, so that way, it it's an attempt to clear more things up. Going back to the face thing. So what the reason that that's important is if a brand were to come along to me, you know, uh, let's let's use, for example, my friend Tank, Tank Sinatra. He's face forward for his brand. You know who Tank is. He is the one in in the, the profile picture. He is the one in all the videos talking to camera. When a brand comes to him, if Tank's the one telling him, telling his audience to do this or drink this or this is what I wear, the brand goes, oh, my God, Tank's the one who, you know, I love Tank. You know, um, I do that. People are like, Who's telling me to do this? No one knows who I am. So it makes a big dif- difference being face forward for your brand or not face forward for yeah. your brand. Yeah. So I, I, that, that is one thing that for many different reasons, I, I don't want to be uh, face forward for my brand. The way I've always pictured my brands, it's not Rick McGuire presents Subway Creatures. Subway Creatures is all of us. It is, we are all the eyes and ears. That's where I get my content from. Um, We all go through this, the same situations in the subway on a daily basis. Um, So for for me to say that I am subway creatures and I am the one, you know, I get it to an extent. I'm a curator, yes. But I want the brand to be the brand. I don't want it to be Rick McGuire Presents. It's a very interesting, it's very interesting point. That's a personal decision that I made, which, you know, could be beneficial, but it also works against me because now, you know, you have Timberland reach out to you and they say, Hey, we want to, we want you to wear this and show up at one of our events. And I'll laugh and I'll be like, I'll wear that. I will go to your event. No one knows who the hell I am. (laughs) I don't, I don't walk in the door and people are like, it's Rick. No one knows who I am. So that works against me on a brand sta- on a from a branding standpoint because, you know, if, if people knew who I was, you know, you look at you know anyone who's, who's the face of their brand, that's not me. Um, so that works against me. So, from a, again from from a advertising sponsorship uh, side of things, I have to get creative, you know, and I have to also bring in some of my hosts and say, hey, I'm going to need you to step in right now. Your face is on the page a lot more than mine is. Um, I want you to, uh, you know, step in. I'll give you a cut of whatever they're paying us. And that's a different way of approaching this. And that is one way that I work with my people. You know, when they, when, when a brand does step in, you know, I'll be like, hey guys, all right. You know, 
I no one knows who I am, so I'm gonna need one of you guys to step in. Boom. You know, hey Ari, throw on this Timberland outfit, show up at this event, you know. Yeah, I'll give you a big cut because you're doing a lot of the, the heavy lifting, but let's not forget, it's also gonna be on my page. So I need a cut too. So it's like, you know, there's yeah. there's a way there's ways of working with this stuff that um you know, it, it's a situational thing. It's a case by case basis. But, um, you know, the, the fun part about what I do in social media is that there's not one way to make money. There's yeah. not one, one ad revenue. There's, there's so many different ways you could do it, whether it's merch, whether it's video licensing, whether it's uh, partnership deals, uh, whether it's a podcast, you know, there's so many different ways that you can do it uh, that you can really get creative with. The only thing that I will say that is super important for everyone, maybe this is a good way to go out. You have to evolve. You can't become stagnant. You can't stand still. Um, you know, they're, they're, I, I'm trying to do it all the time. You know, create new series on the accounts. Um, you know, find new ways to maybe introduce new people. Find new ways to, to make money. Uh, because if you become stagnant, people are like, oh, this is getting old. You may notice with Subway Creatures, I don't post every day. I don't post multiple times a day because the content there is so niche that it's you're limited to what you can actually do. So if I'm posting three times a day, you know, people are going to get burned out and they're going to go, all right, I get it. I get it. Subway is crazy. I get it. So yeah. you want to space stuff out a lot of the time and become, you know, try to find new ways of highlighting things, storytelling, um, super, super important. Um, otherwise, you know, life, life's just going to pass you by and people are gonna be like, Oh, I remember that. That was that. And you know, what's the new thing? You know, everyone's looking for the new thing. You could be the old thing, but be the new thing too. I love that. I, before we head into the spirit, I just wanted to touch on the face thing. Cause I like the name of my company is my name. Like Maxwell Murray is the name of the business, but Maxwell Murray also works for the business. And like, I started doing the camera to face because when I was running Fitz, my marketplace, I couldn't, I didn't have any money to hire people to, to go in and do these different activations and these different shows for me. So I was like, man, I'm just going to have to hop in front of the camera and do this show and do this interview, this person myself. And so it's very, there's pros and cons to it. Just like you said, like the pros are, you know, cool. Like I, I you know, I'm, I'm out here. I have to, I can have more control, more creative control over what I do and what I put myself through at the same time, like it's a little too me and I want to spread it out and I want to build something bigger than myself. And I think like the name of your brand, even though it can be niche and it can, and that can help the other side of it can be Hilton, Disney, like those were people as well. And so they built things where it's bigger yep. than them. So it definitely goes both ways. I don't know if it's if it's going to end up helping me or if it's going to end up biting me in the butt, but it's the decision that I've made. So I, I love hearing you say that because like, like you said, there's just a lot of different ways you can run business, how you can advertise your business, how you can move your business. And it's just to each his own, whether, you know, what you're doing is going to work or, 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 or if it doesn't. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with that. And, you know, honestly, the fact that you already are recognizing that, you know, is, is a huge benefit for yourself. Um, but, you know, I, the one thing I, w I will say, I, I want to make sure, definitely hit me up when you make it big, because I just want to be able to say that I did your podcast. 
Appreciate you. You mind if I just go into a speed round? I just want to ask you three questions um, before we end up. Just three quick questions. Um, just give a you know quick answer. It could be a longer answer if you want, but I guess my my first thing is to you. Like, what is success to you? Uh, it's a great question because there are some people saying you know success is when you make a lot of money. Uh, then there's the other side of it that say success is doing what you love. Uh, and you may not make as much money. Um, I, I kind of lean towards the latter. I do think, you know, doing what you love, um, you know, obviously you, you know, you can do what you love, but you know, you still gotta, still gotta put food on the table at the end of the day. So, um, you know, I, I've never been happier, you know, doing what I do right now. And, uh, I, if someone were to ask me, are you successful? I mean, yes. I do have accounts that, you know, you could probably be in another state and bring it up and someone might know what it is. But um, to me, the success is not about that. It's about, uh, you know, the fact that I was able to build something that, uh, again, started as just a hobby and uh, I was able to evolve and bring it into uh, the state that it is now. Nice, nice. If you had to give maybe business life, entrepreneurship, advice um or life advice to the younger version of yourself if you could tell one thing to the the younger version of yourself the guy in 2011 or maybe even the guy that started the business but is you know kind of trapped and he doesn't know what's going to happen next and the uncertainty is creeping into his mind and maybe he's thinking about quitting um maybe just tell me like anything that you would you would say to to him yeah I would tell myself, make sure that you legally protect everything that you do, because I've run into so many issues where people have either tried to take what I have or lawsuits or, uh, and that's part of the business side of things where I never really thought about, I never thought that, you know, anyone would even want anything that I have like that. Uh, but there are the points where, you know, I totally walked into something and I was, it was not what I thought and just make sure I, uh, I would definitely go back and tell myself, make sure you protect yourself better than you were doing. I was at a, definitely at a vulnerable point and, uh, I, I didn't recognize that and luckily everything worked out, but, uh, it could have been way worse. Wow. Yeah, that makes it makes a, a lot of sense in, in that case for sure. One hundred percent. I don't. We don't. I don't want to dive down that road. But one hundred. One hundred. Question. To answer that's that a, question. It's fantastic answer. Um, I guess like the last question is like, what's what's next for you? What what's gonna what's keeping you hungry? What's what's what do you what what's your mind working on now? Like, is there anything that's next for you that you're super excited about? Yeah, uh, you know, everyone always asks me that. And as I mentioned on, on, on your show, you know, like, ev you know, evolving evolution process is so important. Um, you know, I don't want to get away from the bread and butter of what has put me where I am, which is in New York in general. But there has always been the talks of expanding the what is brand mm. into other other cities, you know. Uh, so that's definitely, you know, something that... Uh, you know, we're, we're looking into, I have, uh, some of my people looking into, uh, you know, what that will cost, what that's going to look like, um, you know, bringing in investors, you know, that's a whole nother beast that, uh, you know, is on the horizon, um, you know, to, to make money, you have to spend money. So, uh, that's kind of where we're looking right now. 
And, uh, you know, just again, finding so many ways I got into this, the story, you know, I love storytelling. I want to be able to tell people's stories and there's endless stories in this city. So it's just continuing to find those awesome people that are just not on anyone's radar that have these amazing stories. And I want to continue to do that. Um, and, 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 you know, staying relevant is so hard these days as well. Uh, finding ways to expand the brand. Uh, but at the same time, finding new ventures. So that's all on the horizon for me and something I, I on a daily basis look into. That's incredible, man. Well, good luck with everything you got going on. It's, it's been extremely insightful. I learned a ton on this episode. So awesome. uh, just to wanted to that. say thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Can you just tell people where they could find you, uh, some of your accounts or, you know, yeah, any apps sure. you want to point people to? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so again, uh, Subway Creatures is the the OG page. I also run uh, what is New York, what New York eats, what New York wears. Uh, you know, uh, not to put anything out there yet, but we got some other pages in the works now. Uh, hopefully, still New York related. And uh, yeah, uh, stay tuned. There's there's always big stuff coming out. So uh, that's where Great, you can man. find me for now. Thank you, thank you, man. Free